Welcome to Vice Casting Couch, Season 1, Episode 27. I am Ryan, and joining me is John, and also Isaac is joining us today. He makes some of the uh, bumper music on some of our podcasts and also works in the tech field. How are you doing, Isaac? Good, good. How you guys doing? Doing doing well. Living the dream. Yeah? Another day in paradise. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Out here in Knoxville. Oh, my uh, goodness. You know, I just want to mention, have y'all seen that new uh, Spider-Man No Way Home? I have not, no. I haven't yet. I've heard good things about it, though. Yeah, I've heard a lot of good things, too. But if, if y'all into a little um, illegal business, just be on the lookout because uh, there's a Russian torrent that goes by the name Spider-Man Net Putadomino. I don't know. I think it's Russian. It translates to No Way Home, essentially. But the file is .torrent.exe, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, for us, it might raise some red flags, but to all those uh, plebs out there, they might click on it. <laughs> What? <laughs> Basically, what I'm trying to say is, that, you know, for the people who are into like, you know, IT and security, like they might think it's just a normal torrent file, but actually, this is a crypto miner and it'll install on your machine and start mining Monero. It's actually pretty wow. interesting because, like, not only does it mine the Monero, but it adds like a bunch of exclusions, like Windows Defender and mm. try to create like persistence and it spawns even like a watchdog process to make sure it's actually mining. Hmm. Uh, but like when they dig when they dug deeper into this file it's kind of basic it's only written in like .NET and it's obfuscated just with simple like base 64 encoding with this it goes into like your user profile and your C drive and it says any files with .exe or .dll just ignore them it tells Windows Defender just straight up don't even worry about so it's actually kind of bad because like say if you get another malicious exe yeah Windows Defender's like not even gonna check it. So it could be used to install other ransomware or crypto miners or other kind of spyware or stuff like that. Okay, yeah. So in in <clears throat> obfuscating itself, it opens the door for, for Oh yeah, because they just content. wide open. They're like, Yep, anything can run. Um, it actually uses like a it's called silent XMR miner. You can find it on GitHub and they just kind of repackage that and um, have it set up. There's actually a lot of features like you can set it so like if the person's using the computer like the miner doesn't run that way they wouldn't notice like mm. hey my shit's being a little sluggish you know but yeah like, yeah yeah um the moral of the story is if you're looking for a movie and it's supposed to be an mp4 but it ends in .exe don't click it true <laughs> to add that to my uh my bloody stealer malware <laughs> <laughs> have you ever heard of uh, silence i have not no it's actually an AI-based malware. Um, this is what uh, our company uses for a lot of our clients. Um, but it basically it sees what the file is doing, like what it's executing against, and it's got like consistently learning uh, AI that hmm. is able to track and prevent a lot of uh, malicious stuff to go on in the background. So that just made me think of that. <laughs> um, but yeah. From what I've seen, that's kind of the... Because it started with holistic, right? Like holistic analysis of like files and stuff like that, like what they're actually doing. Um, yeah, but and like they're probably going to go towards more of like an AI like based antivirus. That kind of seems like the logical step, I guess. Yeah, they got like Silent Sentinel One. There's a lot of good new ones that are coming out too. Okay. <clears throat> oh, another thing I didn't mention is it'll attach itself to like part of your like host um, processes, like SVC host. Mm. And it just makes it look like that. So if you were to look in Task Manager, you wouldn't see like it run in. So it, it tries to hide itself, but it also makes your system wide open. Hmm. Okay. 
definitely keep a lookout for that. Not that we dabble in anything illegal. But yeah, yeah. No. yeah, 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 yeah. We're yeah, a law abiding citizens <clears throat> here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll let my my you know friends know about it. <clears throat> so anyway, um, I was gonna go over copyright trolling. So I hadn't really heard of this before. Um, I'd heard of some uh, some stories here and there, but apparently this has been going on for the better part of a decade, where companies will submit thousands of copyright strikes or uh, not copyright strikes, but copyright lawsuits to potential pirates, right? People downloading, um, you know, stuff illegally off the, off the internet. And they, even if they're not super sure that that's the person that was doing it, they'll basically just file. And then that person will get served, obviously that they'll get a notification that they've, you know, uh, have legal action against them. And most people will settle out of court. Uh, so that's how these companies get a lot of money. And most of these companies are not very upstanding companies, I guess. Uh, the main one that was focused on uh, in the in the articles I was reading was a company called Strike Three Holdings. Uh, they're heavily affiliated with the adult film industry, and they have been going out after thousands of people a year, making millions off of people just settling out of court, even if they're not, even if they know they're not guilty. They'll just settle out of court because it would be more expensive for them to go to court and try to fight it rather than just, you know, pay the thousand dollars or whatever that they would be to make it go away. As this has been progressing and it's been getting worse and worse, they've been filing more and more every year. Uh, in 2021, they filed over 1900 uh, privacy lawsuits against random people in the United States. So there's been some judges who have kind of uh, started standing up to this and kind of looking at the evidence and saying, how sure are you that this person actually violated a law or that this person is the person that you're talking about? Uh, because they, they file so many of them, the the courts, you know, they're, they're really not sure if what they're doing is actually legitimate or if they're just basically trying to get money. So they're, they're basically accusing them of treating the court system as an ATM and just filing uh, lawsuits against people to try to intimidate them. Uh, for them to pay money, which again is is also illegal. Uh, so there's actually one uh, judge in Florida, say a Florida District Court Judge uh, Ursula uh, Ungaro, and they brought up the the question that's been brought up multiple times before in other cases of IP address evidence and saying IP address does not uh, necessarily equal a person. Like an IP address is not a person. An IP address is just something given out randomly. Uh, especially, you know, residential, um, like ISPs will give out dynamic IPs. So they change constantly. And, uh, basically they're saying that this is not, this is not enough evidence anymore to bring these lawsuits to court. You have to have more evidence than just, Hey, we saw it. We traced this IP back to this router. So therefore this person is guilty. Uh, the courts are saying that is no longer enough evidence to bring this person to court, which I thought was pretty interesting. But the, my favorite case that was brought up was a retired police officer. The man is in his 70s and <laughs> strike three basically uh, served him a court subpoena saying that they were suing him because they traced his IP and he had downloaded a bunch of porn illegally onto his computer. Again, this guy's a retired police officer in his 70s and basically said that he is not <laughs> to blame. He had nothing to do with this. And he actually countersued and went to court. They ruled in his favor and he got paid uh, upwards of uh, 50 grand because he 
countersued. However, again, it, it took like, it was like 20 grand or something for him to countersue them and actually uh, pursue it to the end. But, um, but yeah, 30 K profit right there. Yeah. He, he made a bunch of money. Card. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he made, he made some, some good money off of it. And they obviously they paid all his legal fees and stuff like that. I'm not exactly sure how much he like made off of it, depending on his expenses and everything. But I thought that was a pretty good win um, because they've basically just been <clears throat> constantly filing lawsuits against people that they're not even sure if that was the person that actually did it. They're just hoping that that person files out of court and hoping and they target people, uh, specifically individuals, so that they hopefully will not countersue them. So they're not going after like, you know, they're not going after a millionaire or something like that. They're going after just regular people because they know it'll be super expensive for them to go to court. Uh, New York also stepped in and uh, suspended a copyright troll lawyer. Uh, he had filed thousands of uh, similar cases. And at first it was he advocated for photographers. I guess a lot of news channels and stuff will use uh, photographers. Um, they'll just gather them from the web and just use them willy nilly, uh, regardless of copyright. And he, at first, he was kind of an advocate for independent photographers saying that, you know, they have the rights to the photographs that they take. And uh, but eventually he was basically just kind of a shill for any company that wanted to uh, uh, sue people for copyright infringement. And he, he just overwhelmingly, most of them were were obviously had nothing to stand on. They were fraudulent. They were basically just doing it, hoping that people would settle out of court. And uh, New York uh, eventually banned him from practicing law in New York. And several other states have also, uh, looks like uh, Tennessee, Colorado, and Illinois also followed suit and banned him from practicing law. Basically just to send a message that, hey, if you, if you do this to excess and you do it um, basically just bogging down the court system with these bullshit claims that, you know, claiming this person tied to this IP, which may or may not be true, pirated some certain software. Therefore, you're going to hope that they file or they settle out of court and pay you money. Um, so, yeah, I thought that was a thought that was a uh, interesting story, and it seems like it's being taken care of correctly. I guess. Well, speaking of strike three, <laughs> I didn't realize we had similar articles, but um, yeah, there's one out of the Central District of California. They were trying to sue um, a John Doe. Not really. Around, um, it supposedly pirated 54 movies and okay. they requested permission to inspect a copy of his hard drive and his cloud hosting accounts for evidence. The defendant ad- objected to this and said that like handing over his hard drive would also reveal privacy sensitive <coughs> information such as like family photos and even stuff mm-hmm. that is content protected by like attorney client privilege and stuff like that. Yep. Yeah. Um, so after hearing it, there's this a uh, U.S. Judge um, Sherry Pym, she ruled that um, she sided with the defendant, basically saying, well, while the hard drive and the cloud hosting accounts may offer important evidence, um, you can't encroach on his privacy. So they actually denied handing over the hmm. hard drive. So that was kind of an interesting take. And I, I just thought it was funny that we both had strike three stories. And- yeah. <laughs> yeah, they've been uh, I'm, I'm not too surprised because they it seems like they've been pretty prolific with their uh, trying to bring lawsuits to court. It's kind of nice to see that judges are kind of taking this seriously rather than just kind of brushing to the side and not really caring about it. But it seems like they are noticing and they're actually holding them accountable for basically wasting the you know, judicial systems time. But it, well, this is also not limited to the states as well. This is, um, I guess, a, a big issue overseas as well. Uh, in Europe, there was a Danish law firm uh, called um, Njord Law. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Um, but they were basically doing the same thing where they work with movie companies to extract cash settlements from alleged pirates. And they were doing the same thing, you know, 
hundreds of, if not thousands of, uh, of cases that were just brought to court, hoping that they would settle the, the asked amount was usually $1,200 from people. But eventually the, uh, the Danish court system was, was just saying, no, like most of these don't make any sense. You're just randomly going around suing all these people who may or may not have anything to do with it. You have no way to prove that it was actually them. All you have is an IP address. So we're not going to, we're not going to uh, take this seriously any longer. Well, not just speaking about the IP, but a lot of European countries, they have it where like you can download it, but as long as you don't share it and it's for personal use, piracy is actually kind of, I would decriminalize, legalize, you know, I, I don't know the right term, it's, but it's, it's not penalized like it is in the States. Like in the States, if you were to download like Michael Jackson's album, yeah, you could potentially go to jail for multiple years, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, that, that is true. It's, I mean, yeah, it's a little bit of a gray area in some countries. Um, I mean, just like you can rip CDs or you can rip uh, DVDs and CDs in the <clears> States <throat> as long as you don't distribute it. If it's for private use, technically you can do that. But yeah, it's just, yeah, it's kind of a, a little bit of a gray area. I would, I would like to see more, I guess, like hard and fast. This is what you can do. This is what you can't. But it seems like it's like case by case. Well, it seems DMCA, like they're taking it more they had seriously. this anti-circumvention uh, provision so okay. like while ripping dvds like you said is a gray area because there is some kind of um is it like an in- encryption uh, because you circumvented that oh now you're yeah supposedly in violation and you're talking about the software they add on to like blu-rays and stuff oh yeah dvds to um yeah to like just, stop people from ripping them yeah and because you circumvented it they can kind of go after you but it's like i already bought yeah. the I, I already paid for it like i'm just trying to put it on a hard drive yeah because <laughs> people brought yeah. up like what if my dvd gets scratched because like little timmy threw it at a wall or something you know? yeah <laughs> hey so where, what do you guys think that uh like for streaming like live streaming sports and stuff do you think where do you think that falls in all of this typically it's the person who streams <clears throat> it gets in trouble correct yeah while okay. some, the person who does watch it could, um, yeah. normally they don't go after them as it'd be, it'd be too difficult. Yeah, it's, it's pretty hard to prove that the person streaming it. Because if anything, the person streaming it could say, oh, I accidentally clicked on it and it just popped up. Like, are you going to sue me because something popped up on my computer? Plausible deniability? Um, kind of yeah, the, yeah, there's enough deniability that it's very <laughs> hard to prove that the person stream or just watching the stream um, I mean, I guess you could you could say like, oh, it just popped up on your computer and you left it for two hours. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you could have an argument that way. But usually they they try to go after the people that are actually streaming it. Um, but even then, I mean, it's it's a it's still kind of a, a contended point, I guess. Because it is it's like blurred lines. Yeah, it's I would I would like <laughs> well, to they see. They can even up, bring up the fact that uh, a lot of residential internet um, customers they don't have static IP addresses, mm-hmm. so those IP addresses get shared. And if, yeah. and if the ISP doesn't have good logs, they can be like, well, that wasn't me, you know. Exactly. Yeah. And that's uh, that was one of the points that that uh, that John Doe, the retired police officer that he brought up, um, he said, well, I have my sons and like grandkids and stuff come over. And he was like, I don't know if they, you know, connected to my Internet and did something on there, but I didn't do it. But you're suing me because it's, you know, the ISP has me linked to this router. And he was like, that's obviously not fair that's not correct um if you have someone over and they do something on your wi-fi why am i held liable and they couldn't prove that it was him so they yeah basically he that's why he won i can see how that could get very confusing though <laughs> for, you know just for lawmakers and stuff anyway 
Yeah, I, I feel like that's why there isn't a like hard and fast like this is wrong and this will yeah. you know this is jail time and this isn't just because it it kind of does seem like a case by case and a, a lot of a lot of how the internet works and the technology behind it as well is not common knowledge and people have a hard time understanding it sometimes. Um, also, want to put yeah. out there that we're not lawyers, so uh, oh, absolutely, take not. this as legal advice. No. You know, comment on Legal Eagles uh, videos. Maybe he can answer it. But yeah, we, we definitely cannot. <laughs> We're just speculating uh, from an IT perspective. But yeah, definitely do not take any law advice from us. Or do, but you might have end up in jail. Oh, yeah. I love going to jail, man. It's my favorite activity. Yeah, is it? It's kind of a pastime. <clears throat> well, it helps give me, you know, it's like a good morning. You have to like reach down. Or you can do like a squat. You know, it depends on which muscle group you're trying to work out that day. Oh, yeah. Well, your cellmate might uh, have some ideas of what muscle group to work out that day. Ooh. Well, I didn't realize we had such a. Uh... <laughs> anyway, so we digress. <laughs> I had another article. I didn't realize we were so heavy into the piracy stuff. Yeah, I, I, I had no idea. This one is another one about piracy. Yeah, go ahead. Um, so. If you guys have ever heard of why it's called Widevine, it's like a DRM technology that's developed by Google. Mm -hmm. And it's actually used by a lot of streaming services like Amazon, Netflix, Disney Plus to try and like prevent people from, you know, just ripping the movie from their service. Mm -hmm. Well, there's a GitHub user goes by the name of Widevine Dump, and he published several repositories that allow people to download these videos from these popular streaming platforms. And the code actually appears to be the real deal. And it's just free and it's out there. There is some hmm. question about it, though, because there's different levels of the Widevine DRM. There's L1 to L3. Hmm. And um, L1 is the most secure, but L2 and L3 can uh, be more easily downloaded. And he has a bunch of scripts on there. It's like Disney 4K script. One's called uh, Amazon 4K Ripper. But basically, this guy just put it all out there. Um, but they did mention for the 4K content, you have to have something called a content decryption module, um, mm -hmm. which costs money to get. But he has an email in there and he's like, hey, contact me. I'll, I'll give you the price and you can buy this content decryption module from me. Uh, <laughs> that, well, that seems pretty blatantly illegal. Yeah. There's some, uh, <laughs> like... <laughs> I was trying to think of a way where that would be kind of like fair use type thing, but no, it's he's he's legitimately targeting certain companies, streaming companies. I don't know if he could. Well, that's a great. They, they mention it right here. They don't think this code's going to last on GitHub that long because this yeah, is for sure um, some legal trouble. And like I mentioned, it this violates the DMCA's uh, anti circumvention provision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't see it'll last that long, but because it's out there, someone else probably already downloaded it and it'll probably be reposted somewhere else. You know? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Nothing now it's hard deleted. to put the genie back into the bottle kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Because kind of, some people will, they'll put stuff out there that's very general, right? And they'll be like, well, you know, I didn't say you could use it for that, but uh, like the whole, the whole Cody platform, right? You can use Cody for whatever you want. But like people will make apps for it that are illegal or have streaming services that are illegal and stuff like that. But like and Cody basically was like, oh, we didn't know. Like, so sorry. Um, but like something like that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you could if you could argue that that's a uh, like just a general use program. <laughs> well, And they did say that these uh, streaming providers, they have a way of detecting this. So like oh. if, they, if you do get caught, they'll just ban your account. And is Dang. it worth it? I don't know. But this kind of like 
speaking about web rips and whatnot is like this has opened up a whole new way because before you had to get the dvd and rip it to your computer yeah and then share it but now because everyone has all these streaming platforms like people are finding what hell some people they just use a screen recorder yeah. and they'll play a movie and let their computer sit for two hours and just screen record yeah <laughs> uh, i mean is I, that pr- technically their property at that point <laughs> but but there is a legitimate question yeah. here because like back in the day on tv you could use a vcr and record your show <laughs> yeah so true. like right or like cassette tapes with radios like you can make a mixtape record in the radio like where do, where does this sit you know go share them with your buddies <laughs> i mean <laughs> yeah as far as i as i've seen i i guess it would be your property until it's distributed then it would be illegal because you can't even if it was like gifted i don't think you can gift like dmca protected material if you kept it for your own i don't think they would come after you but yeah i don't know that's a that would be a good question if you just you know booted up obs and just screen recorded whatever Netflix oh, you don't want the unregistered hypercam like the old uh, early youtube videos yeah, <laughs> unregistered hypercam videos yeah. <laughs> uh, that's how you knew it was going to be a good uh, a good key gen video if you <laughs> if you had the unregistered hypercam <laughs> then you knew it was legit <laughs> but uh yeah i wonder what that would what that would entail, like legally, if you could uh, just keep it for your own, instead of illegally downloading it, I guess, in air quotes from like Pirate Bay or something like that. If you just screen recorded your favorite show and just kept it for your own personal use, it would be, you know, a higher quality. And it's not like you have to download anything. You're just screen recording. Honestly, it'd be safer too, because like, yeah, like yeah, I mentioned saying. about the uh, Spider Man one. <clears throat> yeah, because you're getting a yeah. crypto miner. Like, yep. There would be no middleman involved. You're just going straight to Netflix or HBO Max or whatever, just recording your favorite show, let it run for however long. And then you have your whole show in your library. We're yeah. not advocating to do this. Like I said, legally, I mean, if you want to come on the show and uh, tell us about it, I mean, lawyer <laughs> on this show, man. What's that? <laughs> need to get a lawyer on this show at some future yeah well yeah specifically like a copyright lawyer yeah um that that would be an interesting question though because that's like i don't see that as being i haven't seen any cases where that was uh where that was brought up if someone just kept it in their own personal use just screen recorded a show but i mean that would be the safest way if you're worried about viruses or whatever just screen record your favorite show and there you go yep like i said there is some precedent to it because like like i said vcrs uh cassette tapes like I, even do it. I have an antenna and I get the over the air television mm-hmm. and um, I have it built into my flex where I can just record like uh, whatever show's coming on. Like say if it's Family Feud or X-Files or mm-hmm. whatever. That is an interesting point. I got to deal family with commercials. Feud, huh? That's the only thing that sucks. What's <laughs> up? I said Family Feud, huh? That's the little preference. Hey, man. <laughs> that mustache got some power. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. My boy Steve Harvey, you know. Yeah. Potato head. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, chill. hey, Steve, if you're listening, he didn't mean it. He didn't mean it, man. <laughs> it's the mustache, man. It pushes that, that Mr. Potato Head look over the edge. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I'll tune in the next week when we talk about our uh, Steve Harvey uh, kink. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, chill, chill, chill. <laughs> We're not trying to share that, John. Wait, there's a game? There's a PlayStation 4 game for Family Feud. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm on GameStop right now. I got oh, man. Shout out GameStop. <laughs> yeah, GME to the moon. Family feud to the moon. To all my stonk lovers. All the stonks. 
<laughs> what, what are y'all thinking of crypto right now? Not much. Pretty interesting market. Yeah. Crypto.com's making a lot of moves. They uh, recently bought out the Lakers um, stadium, right? So it's no longer the Staples Center. It's the Crypto.com Center. <laughs> you you serious? Yeah. Yeah. What? And, uh, yeah. Wow. That's a uh, oh, that's a that's a that's a move. I'm yep. saying with a 2.2 trillion market cap, like crypto definitely has some money in it. I did not hear about that. That is interesting, though. I always think that's weird, though, that businesses can buy the stadium. The that stadium always, names. yeah, like that, all of them, yeah. It always seems Barclays Arena. Yeah, it's just super weird. I guess I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Just Doesn't like when T-Mobile you, have one in Vegas. T-Mobile Arena. Yeah. Yeah. There's. It's just super. I don't know. It's just really weird. I was thinking about that. Yeah. You think that actually increases revenue, like from a marketing standpoint? I think that actually helps out. <laughs> or, I mean, I don't think so. I, that has no bearing on, on what I decide with. But I don't know. I bet I there's someone out either. there. Yeah. There's got to like be someone. Conscious thing. You, <laughs> yeah. Like T-Mobile Arena. Yeah. yeah. I'm about to get that T-Mobile. <laughs> <laughs> I'm switching right now. <laughs> That's my favorite team. I got to support them. <laughs> but I mean, they change hands like every couple of years, though, usually when, you know, companies don't want to deal with it anymore. So they'll sell it off to someone else. I don't know. That's a very strange thing. Like that's, that's not the same overseas though, right? Is that just a, is that just yeah, an American thing? Yeah, they have the O2 thing? arena. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I was going to say, maybe that's just a... you can get O2. <laughs> I mean, it's all about that Vodafone. Oh, yeah. True. Vodafone is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just want to bring up a, a real short article uh, yeah. that's different from all this piracy talk. But uh, Intel <laughs> has apologized for a ban on using components from the, Xing, the Xinjiang region in China. Mm. Um, and they were starting to get attacked, like in the Chinese media. There's like a Twitter like um, social media called Weibo. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. and a lot of like Chinese netizens were on there calling for like fines and other punishments towards Intel. The controversy, it all erupted because Intel sent a year and end letter to its suppliers saying that any components being Northwestern region, that Xinjiang region could not be used in their chips. They, after all this stuff came out, they apologized and they were one that clarified that the ban was only in compliance with us law. And it says it's not their own intention or position. So I don't know why they're trying to play this. Like, what's the word I'm looking for? They're they're they're, they're treading really carefully because we all know that the Xinjiang region that has like the Uyghur Muslims that are in these quote unquote reeducation oh, camps. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I like would if I was a company, I'm like, yeah, it's yeah. A, definitely a big human rights violation. Oh yeah, like, for sure. Yeah, I don't I know think why. It's weird that they're teetering. It's like yeah, it's very clear what you're doing here. I get it from a from like a business standpoint, but like I don't know. At the end of the day, have some balls. <laughs> like same thing with like uh, Blizzard. They did the same thing where they banned that kid for from the Hearthstone competition for saying free Hong Kong. They like banned him for life, and then they like added him back after a while because of the backlash or whatever. Like they, I don't know. They just seem to be trying to play like a, a walking a line of politics. It seems excessive to me. I mean, we live in a world, too, though, where everything kind of needs to be politically correct, you know, or you're kind of at risk. But so wouldn't like, that be politically correct <laughs> to not use slave labor? Yeah, it would. I mean, I mean, the way they are portraying it, though, I mean, the teetering. That, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Too. No, yeah, I got you. Just to I seem I, like almost <laughs> trying to seem neutral. But yeah, yeah. Well, it seems really like they're neutral. deflecting. They're like. Well, the U.S. told us we can't do this, so. Well, yeah, and then they're without blame. So, I mean, that's what they're that's what they're aiming for, I guess, is to be without blame. 
like, oh, you can't blame us. Blame, you know, if you want to have a problem, take it up with our government. It is crazy, though, all the, like, back orders and stuff at my work anyway. I mean, it's taking months to get new switches. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, like five, six months just to get a business class <laughs> Cisco switch. Yep. And these clients are, you know, they need to be upgraded. And I mean, you don't want to get a micro tick or anything else? Or, <laughs> or unify? <laughs> or... <laughs> well... They had some Unify, but uh, ended up going away from those. I think they're trying to move more towards the Cisco, all Cisco network. Well, yeah. Sell out. Uh, Unify did have that security <laughs> breach a while back. Hey, I don't make those choices. That's above my pay grade. Oh, oh, so you're saying don't blame you, blame your uh, company? Exactly. So oh, okay. Politically correct myself. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Intel, <laughs> I see you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> No, it is it is frustrating though. I don't know. You're trying to do a project, or you're trying to order something, you know, for your company or for yourself or whatever. And it's like out of stock, out of stock, unavailable. Yeah, it's like, bro, months, come on. And months, months. <laughs> yeah, it's been yeah, it's been almost a year. I'm hoping 2022 will see some of that go down a little bit, <laughs> back yeah, we'll to a normal trading pace. I guess that's the issue. Yeah, especially those graphics cards, man. They're out of bro, they're out yeah. of stock everywhere. Yeah. Unless you want to pay a scalper on eBay, like <laughs> Hell a ton no. of money. There was a I was just watching a a video about a a kid. I forgot where he was, but apparently he was trying to sell a uh, graphics card on eBay or Craigslist, something like that. They were assuming that he was scalping. There wasn't anything in the article that said he was scalping, but they assumed he was. Or he was selling a, he was selling a PS5, my bad, which are also in short supply. And the guy came to his house to make sure it worked, and he's like, "Hey, can I plug it in and make sure it works?" And he plugged it in, he made sure it works, and then he just pulled out a gun and he was like, all right, well, I'm going to take this for free then. <laughs> what? And the, apparently the the kid tried to like fight him and got shot. He's fine. Yeah, the guy ran. The saddest part of the story is he ended up dropping it and it got crushed. But um, yeah, it's it's crazy. People shooting each other over PS5s. I know. I have a buddy. He works from home. And he's like, yeah, in between my, my daily duties, I just go on Walmart and I just wait for the stock drop. <laughs> he's like, I flip them. And I was like, I, I definitely see the motivation. If you can make a quick, you know, 200 bucks. Yeah. Being yeah. the first guy to click buy now. Yeah. Why I, not? But if, it, if it's, it's kind of dirty, too. You have to look at like your moral and ethical yeah. standpoint. Like, I mean, if it was like a couple hundred bucks, if it was one or two hundred bucks. I, I would be completely fine with that. That's like, you know, what that's pretty normal for, for reselling stuff in short supply. But like when you have a, a graphics card for like four grand that you're trying to sell, that's ridiculous. Well, like that's crazy. Of, like, the value, the real value of it. Exactly. Like, yeah. man, I don't know. It just, this seems crazy. Well, like you said, it's kind of normal. I remember back in what, what was it? 2008 when the Nintendo Wii first came out yep. and yep. everyone's on eBay, like selling for like a thousand dollars. Yeah. But, but as I said, if, if it was like, if I could get a graphics card, you know, that's normally 500 bucks and someone's selling it for like 700, I would be okay with that. I'd be like, all right, they're in short supply. I get it. You got to make, you know, you know, you went out and bought one or whatever. And now you're trying to resell it. I get that. But like, it's exorbitant amounts that they're trying to sell it for, which is kind of ridiculous. Well, people do Those the same thing with shoes stocks. or like Supreme. Stocks, man. Shares. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Stocks, shoes, all that stuff. I guess they do the same thing. Maybe it's just I'm noticing it now because I want the product. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I guess that's I guess that's pretty normal and everything else. Hey, one man's trash is another man's treasure. You know? Another man's potpourri. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who? What? What did you say? Sorry, you guys got, got anything else? 
He said something about potpourri. Man. I don't, I don't even know, know what that is. That's, that's what I'm, some kind of. You soup. know what potpourri is? No, I've never heard. I'm kind of sheltered, you know, out here in Knoxville. Oh, very Knoxville. Yeah, I was gonna say on the compound, you know, you a little sheltered. That was a tough loss that uh, Tennessee took the other day. <laughs> Lost a bowl game in overtime by a field goal. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you the one brought up Knoxville, man. So. No, John brought up Knoxville. I didn't bring up no Knoxville. No. Hey, you know, I'm a grifter. I don't float from city to city. No, my word. No, man. <laughs> All right, so we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see you guys later. Okay, bye. Yeah, just redo the whole outro. <laughs>